Good afternoon and welcome to episode 19 of At the Coffee Table podcast. I am Jason Clink. I am your host. I'm here with my co-host today, Nicole McDonald, friend and partner in crime. And we are doing this podcast today. Um, it's kind of based on current events and our take on the lack of empathetic behavior that's going across really the country um, and pretty much a lack of faith in a lot of what's going on and anything higher that might be controlling it. Welcome to the show again, Nicole. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> so I wanted to have a conversation today um, a little different than really any, any podcast I've put out so far. And you are the best guest to have for this, and, and hopefully we'll do more of this co-hosting with the podcast. But, um, you know, it seems like to me and everything that I've absorbed, listened, read, watched is, it, you know, empathy is a big word. Empathy is, you know, having the ability to understand and, and share the feelings of other people. And I, I think a lot of that is getting very very misconstrued, very difficult to see um, based on a lot of what's going on across the country with not only the pandemic, but the pandemic on top of civil unrest, on top of, uh, I'll call it a race war, unfortunately. Um, so I'd like to get your take on how you think faith and empathy work not only together hand in hand, but how we need more of it, um, especially now. Yeah, so I think it's such a loaded question. Um, I mean, easy for me because I have such a deep faith and, you know, that's something that I've worked on a lot over the, you know, last 10 to 12 years. Um, but I think it's important, you know, to just describe and define what faith is as just a general term, meaning that it's complete trust or confidence in somebody or something. Um, and, you know, for me as a Christian, I see God for that. Um, so during all these, you know, pandemics and this, the violence that we're seeing in our communities today, and especially as my husband is a police officer, you know, I'm very thankful that I have something to put trust in, you know, and that is my faith. So um, I think it's when you have faith, you just have, not that you don't care, but you just have a deeper understanding of it's not in our control and that's okay. Um, Do you think that whether you're, you know, Christian like you are, you believe in God, you believe in a higher power, you believe in something in the universe, but do you, do you think this is the universe, everything that's happened in the last four months and continues to happen now, do you think it's the universe just going, you all are messing things up and <laughs> let's see how much you can absorb before you get it right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that is a deep rooted question for anybody who believes in anything, you know, is you'll hear Christians say, this is the end of times. Um, 
you'll quote the Bible and verses that say, you know, this is the evil that comes before, you know, God comes again. Um, and I'm sure in different religions and different belief systems that it's kind of summed up in that way that there's going to be a lot of evil before there's peace. Um, so truly I believe that it is, you know, us all getting repaid for all the evil that we all commit every day. But, you know, that doesn't mean that people should be, you know, do I think people should be dying? Do I think that we deserve the suffering? And, you know, I told you at the beginning of this podcast before we even started that you get a whole lot of Jesus in this. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, where that all comes in is that there's going to be suffering and, you know, no one sin is greater than another and that Jesus died for our sins and we're covered in his, you know, by his blood. And I think, like I said, it's just a very deep rooted topic and statement to say, you know, are we getting paid back for all of this, what we've done? And I mean, I guess to sum it up, you could say yes. I think, you know, there's there's dark times with the with the light times, even if 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 it's globally, if it's personal. I know personally, I've been through dark times, very dark times, and I had to live through that to get to where I'm at now, which up to a pandemic world is, you know, pretty pretty bright for me. Um. So and you know, I was just thinking, you run a a, a Christian group for the wives of police officers mm -hmm. do you see a lot of despair in them or or do you see what do you see from them what do they talk about like i was saying like as something that i've really worked deeply on is my relationship with god through the last 10 to 12 years um and with that coming comes the ability to support these police wives and you know they're filled with fear and anxiety and you know they just don't know what to do with that so that's why i started this group back up we actually originally had you know kind of just faded away and i just really felt it heavy on my heart to start this back up because of that you know the ability to witness into their lives what happens you know through these trials and tribulations and how we can deepen our faith and how we can seek God to give us a relief from those anxieties and fears and to believe in a higher power that, you know, he is with us through this all. He will protect us and things may happen, you know, bad things may happen. Our husbands may be hurt. Um, our friends may be hurt. Someone may die, but to have a higher power to put your trust in that even if something terrible terrible happens tomorrow we will have the ability to get through it through our faith and i think that's it's very been very enlightening because all police wise i think just put on this oh it's okay they're going to come home at the end of the day we don't really worry about it if we worried about it too much then you know we just you know we'd worry ourselves to death well i think it's just a front we all worry we right. all for our husbands, we are concerned that we're going to get that phone call and knock on our door. And that never goes away. You almost become a little bit numb to it because you will go crazy if you worry about that and think about that every day. But I think too, I, I, I saw, I saw a post earlier too. Um, probably, 
uh, an old colleague of mine who was probably one of the toughest females I've ever, <laughs> ever worked with. Not much, you know, she would get excited about stuff, but she, you know, what isn't kind of a wishy-washy, emotional type person. And she made a post earlier today about she was genuinely concerned for her husband's well-being because he's a police officer. She's genuinely concerned right now when he walks out the door that he's not coming back. Um, and really to seeing that really spoke volumes to me because she's really not a person that shows a ton of emotion. Right. Um, but it, it just really rang true uh, with this current environment. Absolutely. I think, you know, these these wives that I've been, you know, kind of just talking to throughout this last, you know, month or so, they, they voice that they don't have this outlet that they don't, you know, they don't want to seem vulnerable to other people where, you know, police lives are just strong and we are encouraging and we are there, you know, when our husbands work long nights, we are there to raise the kids when they work overtime, you know, it's kind of, a different world to live in and the same goes for firefighters ems people it's not just police right but um obviously it's a different world out there now and even my husband who's been working for 18 years with you know a police department he says it's just not the same it's not the same you are not I mean, this could get so political, but you know, you don't have the backing that you had before and it, the job is completely different and they are fearful that, you know, one wrong move could make the end of their career could end their lives as you know it. And that's just something that what? is an yeah. uneasy feeling, I think, for everybody, including the families. Yeah. And what, you know, what, what, what happened in Minneapolis was a tragic set of events and should never have happened. Never. That, and that, no police officer or anyone who's been a law enforcement does, will ever say that that right. should have happened to that person. Right. That that should have never happened. Um, but what's here? Here's my take, and and this is my personal opinion and stuff I've read and watched and listened to. We have very influential people determining the outcomes of a lot of things. We have the far left. We have the far right. And they are influencing everything that's out of control right now in this country, point blank. If you don't believe me, do your research and go take a look and follow the money trail for that matter. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of the stuff is, could be coincidental. It could be, you know, things that were set up. And, you, you know, you can believe in whatever conspiracy theories you want, you know. Um, but it's like I said before, what happened in, in Minneapolis was a murder. We've had racial inequality in this country for far too long, centuries and centuries. Should, it shouldn't be happening in, in the 21st century. It really shouldn't. Right. Um, and now, but because of all this, because one incident has turned into a race war and civil unrest, things are transpiring that that have really dangerous precedents. And when I, when I, I had messaged a police officer friend of mine about having her come back on the podcast, she, she had to turn it down because all the police officers that are working are afraid they're going to be made an example of, and they have to really watch their step, not only at work, but what they do on social media. I mean, if, I think right there is your key fact. It's yep. social media. I mean, yep. 
before we would have to wake up and read it in the news the next day. You know, we wouldn't be able to instantly log on and say, holy cow, this is what's going on. Or in everybody, I think, is also believing things that are not necessarily true. They hear it, they hit yep. repost as soon as they read it without fact checking. Yep. Um, I think it's just an evil world. I think social media is terrible. I have tried my best to stay off of it. Um, you know, I don't think any one opinion is greater than another. You're believing that this one thing is more important than the rest because that's your belief. Um, that's your passion. That's what your heart is passionate about. It's, it's very different than the world we lived in 20 years ago. It's you know, gratification of logging on to Facebook, Twitter, and seeing all this drama, these yep. emotions between people. And, yep. you know, it's just an unhealthy obsession with the, I need it. I need it now. I there's, need the information now. There's such a complete lack of faith in humanity and faith of your fellow person. And, faith in general. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's just, you, you see dangerous precedents like what's going on in Atlanta right now. You know, police officers, a whole police force not coming to work. What's well, a dangerous precedent? Because if the federal government gets called for help and now they institute martial law and we have military personnel policing our own people is a very dangerous precedence. Yes. Um, you know, I just, I truly believe a lot of what's transpired in the last four months is a direct result of electing a president in November. And it just shouldn't be that. We shouldn't have career politicians. Right. We shouldn't. Um, we shouldn't only have a two-party uh, political system. And I don't want to get into politics, but it's just my belief. We shouldn't have a two-party political system. It's unequal. Um, and realistically, these parties shouldn't be so so extreme to be from one end of the spectrum to the other. No. You know, look back in history, it was not that way. Right. And again, I mean, obviously anyone can get on a political tangent, but it's every, you know, Six months before every election, a year before every election, you can see this this terrible downhill slide towards the election. You know, everybody's bashing everybody. Everyone's digging dirt up on every single person. Um, it's ugly. It's not constructive in any way, shape, or form. And it's only gotten worse and worse and worse over the last few years. So. Yep. I, I, I heard a thing that if you want to straighten out this country, we got to put an entrepreneur in charge er, as president because they'll figure things out in a matter of hours and mm -hmm. instead of years. Um, and that may be true. The hope probably never happens though. You know, I think that with all of this, like you and I both follow Paul J. Daly, who um, runs Congruent Story, and he talks about clarity all the time. That's his thing branding and clarity and having your clarity and, um, it, I think it's very easy to lose that clarity when all this other stuff is coming at you. And like you said, social media, everything, we're, we're instantly connected. You got everything coming at you at a million miles an hour. And you're, I'm sorry, the human brain can't process that other than what you already know. Right. So I think that increases the frustration, increases the anxiety, increases the unrest. Um, and I know like Paul doesn't uh, touch a ton on this, but He's a Christian as well. And I think a lot of his clarity comes from his faith. And I, th I think, you know, the topic of today is, 
it's almost a voodoo topic because you can't talk too much about it because you're shoving it down someone's throat and you can't put your opinions out there because you're you're automatically labeled if you're a christian you're against a b c and d if you're an atheist you're labeled against a b c and d so it's people don't like to talk about it um i'm not necessarily speaking about paul in general i'm just saying across the board people are very cautious with how open they are on their faith because they're not confident that they can back up what they're saying, right? So they're if they're challenged by saying, "Well, if you're a Christian, then why does why do you know small children die?" And people are not ready for that pushback and that challenge. So instead of embracing it and having your faith and being public about it, people shy away from that. And with that it starts to drain their faith in what they believe in. And it totally changes this faith that you have into the secretive, less than what it should be type of belief. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I remember a time, very dark time in my own personal life where I had faith in nothing. And you remember these times, faith in nothing. Mm -hmm. Now I realize you got to have faith in something a little higher than you, no matter what it is. Right. Um, otherwise, you have faith in nothing. Right. So, you know, I, I was raised and grew up Catholic. I find that the Catholic religion, and my mother-in-law really gets mad at me when I say this. So is my wife. That <laughs> the Catholic the Catholic faith is an archaic religion that hasn't caught up with the current modern times. I think they try, but I just I I don't identify with that. Makes makes my parents a little nuts too. I just don't identify with, you know, how the, the Catholic faith and, and there's billions of Catholics all over the world. And I, and I appreciate their rites and their rituals. I support my wife and her family with their, with, um, their Catholic church, um, Catholic church goings and so on. Um, but I don't think, you know, and for centuries and centuries and centuries, you know, a lot of wars were started over religion and faith. Um, you know, you got, you know, Catholics versus Protestants or, you know, Catholics versus Buddhist or, you know, Middle East, you got jihadists and their, their faith and whatever their religion might be. Um, but instead of having empathy and understanding for your faith or the Catholic faith or Muslims or, or anything, you know, how can we have that sense of peace in the world without appreciating where other people are coming from? Right. And I totally understand that. I was born and raised a Catholic. Um, I think what I was missing as a Catholic, okay, is that sense of you've got to have a deep understanding of who, what, why, and how, right? So as a Christian, as a born-again Christian, they were like, oh my gosh. Born again. So extreme. Born. You're a born-again Christian. Stick your head in the river. Right? Holy cow, right? Okay, my <laughs> husband used to call Bible Brent at work, okay, because it's such a, like, everyone's like, weirdos, right? You're yeah. a born-again Christian. You're a stinking weirdo. Um, so behind being a born-again Christian is this passion between a relationship with Jesus. So it's it's seeking him for everything. Okay. So you're all 
what he calls you to be is all of one mind. Okay, so think like Jesus, act like Jesus, be like Jesus, okay? And that does not make born-again Christians perfect by any means. In fact, it's even more challenging because you feel convicted about everything you do, and some are more extreme than others, right? So I think it's important to, no matter what faith you have, have that relationship with your God. Um, obviously, mine is with a Christian God. He is, you know, my one God. And with that, I, I know my who, what, why, and how, right? So that to me is super important. I can empathize with the fact that God gave his one and only son for all of us to pay for all of our sins. So I think that is, you know, what you say, it's like kind of Catholics is like almost systematic, like stand up, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, kneel. (laughs) So, and I always laugh. I'm like, you know, do jumping jacks in church. And then what did you leave with? And I think some, some Catholic churches are kind of catching on to that, Yeah. but you know, is like relating to what our every day in day out, how can we relate to Jesus in that? Um, so I think that's, that's funny that you say that. Um, because I think as a Catholic, when you don't know anything different, you've never tried another church. You've never done this because it's ingrained in you. Like you have to be a Catholic. You have to go up and get communion every time. And you have to, before you walk into church, put your hand in that holy water and do the sign of the cross, right? So everything is super ingrained and systematic to where you lose the emotional connection there. I think it simply boils down to that everybody is free to shape their God, their higher power, whatever right. they believe in, in whatever way they want to shape it in. Right. And, you know, it doesn't make it bad. It may make it different. Right. Um, but I think <laughs> these days, more people need more of that. More right. people need yeah. more, more belief in something bigger than them to understand that, you know, it, just because we're instantly connected you know, we have information at our fingertips that what you, you, we... <laughs> I always think that when something like in the business we were in in public safety with the police, fire, EMS, when something bad happened, it was because somebody was really having a bad day. It was a really bad day. You know, we had them in the fire service. You know, you went to a call. It was a bad call. Things didn't go well. The operation was awful. You know, it was a bad day. You know, a police officer goes to work and, and, you know, they may get in a, a fight with a, with a, a suspect, God forbid, to get in a shootout with a suspect. I mean, that's a really bad day. Yeah, and um, I've, I mean, I've been on the other end of getting that phone call that that's happened, you know, and it's, I think it's a super uneasy feeling and you have to be able to have faith in something higher to be able to process that because when you get a phone call, your husband was just in a shootout, it's okay, where do we go from here now? Is he okay? Right. If he's okay, is the suspect okay? And that's where I think, on a side note, that is important. An important fact of being a police wife is that we do want our husbands to come home, or wives, or you know, partners to come home at the end of our day, at the end of their day, 
but it doesn't mean that we don't care about the rest of the people. You know, I specifically make it a point in my, in my group to say, don't forget to pray for your, the suspects and their family and anyone that are, you know, significant others encounter in a day, because again, no one sin is greater than another. And it is important, just as important for our husbands to come home to our families as it is for that person to go home to their family. We have kids, they have kids. They have parents, we have, you know, our husbands have parents. And I think to go back to First Peter 3, 8 is all of you be of one mind, right? So according to Peter, oneness is created by treating one another with compassion, love, tenderness, and courtesy. So that is, you know, really what the heart of being empathetic is. Right. And that's what I try to instill in these police wives and anyone I really encounter is like, it's okay to not agree with everything. It's okay to not be happy with everything, but it is not okay to wish ill upon another, to, you know, believe that one life is more important than another, to believe one thing is greater than another, because in God's mind, we're all equal. So, so we all should be of one mind and we shall treat each other equally. At the end of the day, we're all human beings. I think Absolutely. that's what it boils down to. At the Absolutely. end of the day, we're all human beings. Let's treat each other like human beings right. um, and have that respect and empathy for each other. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's just, I think that's just as long as and short as that it is, as simple as it is, you know, treat each other like you want to be treated and, and be human being. Right. So. Now that we've gotten that all kinds of heavy in this podcast, oh, yeah. I think that's a good place to end. Let's take care of each other, take care of ourselves, and treat each other with respect, empathy, and understanding. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Thanks for covering this topic. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, and I think you and I will do more of these topics. Well, you and I will do some more podcasts um, together to have these conversations and you know, they may be easy and fun conversations and they may be deep and um, heavier conversations like this one. But, you know, I, I, I think it brings value to everybody out there, especially right now. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, with that, this brings us to the end of the, at the coffee table podcast. Uh, every podcast, we pull up our virtual chairs to the virtual coffee table and discuss everything and everything. And hopefully bring some value and maybe some solutions to, to problems that are out there. Um, feel free to drop us a comment or share this with anyone you know. We really appreciate it. Nicole, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Everybody have a great day.